in a career where a lot of it or a lot of girls can be very unhealthy. So to be grounded with yourself and hold like a level of um, integrity in how you treat yourself and how you go about, you know, your day to day is very powerful, I think. Welcome back to the Model Memo. In this episode, I had a fabulous conversation with model Reagan Camille. We discussed everything from her beginnings in the fashion industry, becoming self-aware as a model, the small atmosphere and community of the industry, setting boundaries, the topic of rejection, prioritizing self-care, as well as knowing your own self-worth. So let's get the memo. I am just so aesthetic that you're on the show. I look up to you so much as a model. You're just so inspirational with all of your work. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you. That's so sweet. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) So really beginning this episode, can you just tell us a little bit on how you started in the modeling industry and really what was your introduction to becoming a fashion model? Um, To be honest, people always ask me that, but I never really remember when I wanted to become a model because it was just something that was all the time for me. So even mm. growing up, I've always been like, oh, I just want to model. Or if I ever saw a model on like a billboard, I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Of course me, I'm super tall and my tight height came at like a, such a young age. So since I was like 12 years old, I was already maybe like five, nine. And I oh, was wow. a screenwriter. Yeah. So my trainers would always tell me like, your legs are so long, you should just model. And then later on, my dad told me that he modeled when he was young and he was signed to Wilhelmina. So I actually didn't start modeling young, not until I was graduated from high school. Then I took on the endeavor of like, before I waste my time, you know, of being young and youth in the beginning of like, when they really want you to model, let me try it out. And then that's how it started for me. Wow. Yeah. And like you, I mean, you're a second generation model as well. Um, so that's yeah. awesome. Like, congratulations on that. Cause that's kind of a rarity, you know? Um, yeah. That's very awesome. That's very awesome. So did you believe that? Cause you, I mean, by the way, you are, can I just say you are assigned all over the world with different mm-hmm. agencies. Did you ever think your career would take off in that way? Um, I mean, to be honest, I think for a lot of girls like me, when you first think of modeling, you think that naturally it does take off in that way that, oh, I just become a model and I model the world. But as you get into it, then you see that like, no, different people's careers are different. And for a lot of girls, you're just signed in the city that's nearest to you. And depending on which agents you have, then that determines whether you go abroad and which agencies you're signed to. And there's a lot more that goes into it that takes a little more effort and work than what you would naturally offer up just think, you know? So that was, I actually had the opposite experience of like, whoa, this does require a little more and a little bit more of studying your craft. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You made a really good point there. Everyone thinks, oh, it'll just be so easy, but it really is, you know, honing on your own craft, but also just being self-aware, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's Fair. like the biggest thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I can relate to that in my own career. When I first got signed, I was like 15. Mm-hmm. And I just used to think that as well. I said, oh, yeah, you just get signed and whatever. No, I mean, there's so much work that gets put into it. And there's so many people that you meet as well. And I did want to touch on networking. Mm-hmm. Um, the modeling industry is small, isn't it? Yes, the modeling industry is actually very small. And you don't necessarily initially think that. Oh, sorry, my dog's barking. I love your dog, by the way. Can I just say, what type of dog do you have? <laughs> 
It's a boxer. He's a white oh my boxer. God. Yeah, so they're actually kind of rare, you know, because typically Aww. they're like Brendo or just brown. So he's a yeah. special. Yes. Oh, what's his name? Brady, like Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love Tom Brady in football when he was playing when I got him. So I was like, oh, Tom Brady. Yes. Yes. I love dogs, but anyways. Yes. <laughs> back to what was I saying? You have to pick me back up. What was I saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just about really the networking and the industry. Oh, yes. The industry is so small. So you're typically like, no matter where I go, I can be like, I've gone to Milan and I am doing a casting and I run into a girl that I've met in New York or also two casting directors to see how they're connected from different cities to where they cast you and their opinion on you, maybe your first impression. Now it kind of holds a place of how they see you when you come into a different casting. And just like the, the community is a lot smaller than what you would think, which is, you know, another surprising thing, you know? Oh yeah. No, I totally relate to that. Um, I've met people from all over the world as model. I'm sure you have as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so close-knit. It's more close-knit than most people think. I think people mm-hmm. think, oh, well, there's everybody everywhere. They're all all these different countries, and there's some with all these different agencies. But it is all very much interconnected, um, even though it does feel very much apart. And I always like to tell people that are first starting out in the modeling industry that, you know, it's so important to keep your network very close to you, but also keep it wide. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people say, you know, keep your circle small. Not in the modeling industry. You have to yeah. keep it very, very big because in a way if this makes sense it is so small to the point where it's important to keep it big in your own realm or in your own life if that makes sense sorry that's actually a perfect way of putting it to keep it big or keep it um like vast or like broad because the industry is so small so it's just another way of looking at it i'm trying to have like a like knowing lots of people and it which shouldn't be as hard because the industry is so small and having good relationships because the good relationships that you have, it gets you to like, next, you know, that person is a casting director, that person right. is a booker. And maybe now they're a booker for a different agency in a different market. So we're like, oh, I would love to be signed over here in Spain. So it's, it's like all of that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's. So true. And you've worked with so many clients. You've been on a lot of runways. You've done a lot, um, which congratulations on, a, on that, by the way. I think that's incredible. Thank you. Yes. Definitely. So what is your main form of self-expression, not only on the runway, but also off the runway? Um, I think for a long time, a large portion of it was just um, being an equestrian rider loving animals. I also was someone who where I volunteered with a hippotherapist working with children with special needs and like teaching them how to ride horses. And when it changed to me being like, oh, I model and I'm traveling around the world and I'm not necessarily doing equestrian per se, I think it has switched to more or less meditation and yoga and just being aware of myself and liking to keep a level of like peace and calmness. So that's been like a whole new practice of like, I also like to be very fast paced in everything that I do. And the modeling industry is very fast paced and ever changing. So therefore to now be like, okay, a level of groundedness is just to be aware with yourself and do what makes you feel good. For me, that is like yoga, Pilates, meditation, eating good. So that like (laughs) lifestyle stuff is the change now. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that you mentioned like everything is self-care because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times as models, right, we'll, po- we'll post in front of camera or we'll promote a cleanser in an advertisement or an ad campaign. But a lot of times we don't really use those self-care products on ourselves because we're just so caught up in the industry mm-hmm. and we neglect a lot of times our own self-care and our own self really manifestations or aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um or even, you know, affirmations too. Yeah. Um, I love as- affirmations as well. Um, yeah, that's so that I do yeah. daily yeah. affirmations. That's another good one. And yeah. especially like in a career where a lot of it or a lot of girls can be very unhealthy. So to be grounded with yourself and hold like a level of um, integrity in how you treat yourself and how you go about, you know, your day to day is very powerful, I think. Oh, yeah, I totally agree, especially as a model. Um, you know, it's good to take care of yourself on, you know, an exterior level, but an interior interior level as well. Um, mental health is big. Self-care is big. But also just being, you know, knowing your own self-worth. This industry is cutthroat. Um, there are a lot of rejections. It is very, you know, it, it's it can be scary at times, but just knowing to and how to uh, really utilize your own time to tune into yourself in the day is like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's the key, I believe, definitely. Yes, I actually just saw a post on Instagram that said um, my rejection was my biggest blessing because I feel like that's something that I was like, oh, I have to post that in my story. (laughs) That is just big in modeling because you receive a lot of rejection or even when it comes to like which agency you want to represent you. And you're like, you think this one and then it doesn't work out with one agency and you end up with another and that can really be your biggest blessing if you're just walking in that I know that um, what it's meant to be will be and trusting the process. Then you're like, it's your biggest blessing because you wouldn't be where you are if you took a different path. So and the rejection can be very, very hard because I've been like I've cried yeah. over some rejection. But then it's like it all works out. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Oh, no like rejections too like every model is going to face rejection it's going to happen Mm -hmm. um and we just can't like let that define us you know there are so many labels in the modeling industry you're Mm -hmm. gonna be put in a division and like you know it's hard to get back you know past those labels and those you know definitions but i love that you brought up agencies too because i think Mm -hmm. a lot of times a model will apply for an agent or an agency will cast a model or Mm -hmm. you know want to do an interview with a model but and i'm sure you can agree with me on this as well Mm-hmm. It's not so much about you finding the right, in, you know, the right agency or the agency finding you. It's really both parties really collaborating in a sense where it both feels comfortable for both yes. parties. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you had an experience like that? Uh, definitely. I think that um, when I per se signed with um, Brave in Milan, I had other agencies that I was going to meet with or that you think that you would want to work with instead. And of course, after you have your meetings, it's more or less about how do you feel comfortable? Do they feel so they can represent you to the highest level? And it's a meeting. It's a mutual thing coming together. But if you're just so stuck in like your own head of like, this is what I'm supposed to do. or I need to be with this specific person. You could have missed out on that. Like the rejection of them saying, no, we're good. We don't have to work with you was actually your biggest blessing because then you signed with another agency that I'm like, I have a great relationship with them and I feel like they're more personal with me and right. they like me as a person. So that's very true. Yeah. yeah and I also want to, oh, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Sorry. <laughs> I said, that's very true. 
Very yeah. True. I know. I always like interrupt everyone on the show. <laughs> I'm <was>, like <laughs> yeah. talking about them and everything. <laughs> That's when you know um, the conversation's getting good when you're like, oh, let me say something. I need to- <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, totally. No, seriously. Yeah, I mean I totally agree with that too. And yeah, it, it's like a it's like a dual thing, you know. Um also with like castings, you know, this kind of this kind of comes back, you know. I love when I've had a couple models be on the show. And they tell me, you know, set boundaries when it comes to castings, set boundaries when it comes to your energy as a model. Because again, being in an, a very, very fast paced industry, such as the model industry, you know, it, it goes by in a second. Mm-hmm. And the days go by fast. The, you know, the, the, really the nights can go very fast too. I feel like the nights are longer as a model though. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever felt like that, but. Yes, yes, I definitely. Right? You know the vibe I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's setting boundaries, you know, and and be with an agent too that sees your full potential and wants to utilize your full potential. Yeah, um, I've heard that as well from many other models um, as well, and so they always, you know, people have told me, oh well, you know, I've been with an agent, but they only wanted to see me this way, and they didn't want to market me or really see me in any other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, be with an agent that keeps, you know, your options open as far as clientele, but also um, is not afraid to market, you know, you as a versatile talent. Mm-hmm. That is very true. And then also to you just saying that even hearing models saying set boundaries, even when it comes to going to different castings and stuff, that's also kind of mm-hmm. different. And it's also very hard. It's like, how do I set boundaries? So it's a, it's a balancing act. I do notice that. And then also too with your agency. Yeah. Wanting to Definitely. be an agent that is willing to see you as diverse and have like high expectations for you and place you for certain things and want yeah, you to get the most out of your career is very true. Yeah. 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 Cause you want to get the most out of it. And yeah. um, also you want to be around people that believe in you too. Um, exactly that's a big one wanting to be around like agents and your team that really believe in you and are excited for you and what you can do and what they're going to push you towards yeah 1000 percent. no I couldn't have said that better um yeah no I totally agree with everything you said definitely yes yes that's something that I'm you know learning over time the longer you model the more things that you figure out more things that you learn um and it's like a journey. It's like twists and turns and, you know, and maybe being with one agency that you're like, oh, I don't really think that they see me in a certain way. I want to pursue me in a certain way or push me for certain things. And then just figuring it out and following the process. It's just, it's a whole world of it. And it's like, <laughs> I get older when I look back and I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. I've done so many things, met so many people, traveled it's a beautiful you know balancing act <laughs> oh yeah no I love that you said balancing act because um it is a balance but it's also just balancing yourself as well you know there's so many facets and variables that go into being a model um and yeah I couldn't agree with more with what you're saying yeah no absolutely so we are going to move into rapid fire questions are you ready I'm ready I'm ready okay. <laughs> ready <laughs> what'd you say I said as ready as I'm going to be (laughs) yay no this is really fun okay Mm -hmm. who inspires you my mom oh I love that man my mom does too yeah Yeah, family's everything family's everything if you could change one thing about the modeling industry what would it be and why um 
social media. I, I second that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I was, I was actually just going to mention that too in this episode. Yeah. Social media. Um, it's like, I don't know about you, but like, I've had like a love hate relationship with that. Exactly. That's what it is. It's a love hate relationship because I love social media in a sense of like, you get to stay up to date. You can see new trends. It allows things to come to you uh, more in a fast pace or make the demand be more. But on the other hand, it is hurtful in a sense of hurting hurtful for like the models that you get to pick or even um your craft of just wanting someone just based off of how many followers they have when you have other people who have gone through the process to be in the industry and they have different requirements so it kind of makes it unfair so it's a lot to it yeah yeah i i second that too you know i think social media especially with agency signings and mm-hmm. you know scouting even i mean you know, social media is very much used as a currency mm-hmm. and it can, it can kind of mask and, and hurt a lot of people in their, in their potential careers or their aspiring mm-hmm. careers. Because if you don't, let's just say, for example, if you don't have, let's just say over, you know, 50,000 followers or 30,000 followers or even 10,000 followers, you know, there are times where an agent or a scout, they will not sign you just off of that factor. Yeah, which I find very unfair because you know any any model can be a talented model no matter what their follower count is on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, which makes like the playing field not fair because it's it's different for each person. The requirements is not equal across the board. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you on that one hundred percent. Yeah, and lastly, who is your dream client? My dream client, mm-hmm. I would say Ralph Lauren. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's such like a classic. Like before, you know, when you're younger, you're not looking at all the other brands and stuff. You're just one that you would always notice would be like a Ralph Lauren or even yes. I would say Chanel or Ralph Lauren classic. Yeah. Yes, I see. You. Yeah, I could see you in like a Ralph Lauren uh, runway show or like campaign. Yeah. Um, I actually love it. Yes, I'm manifesting that. I'm receiving what you just said. You can see me doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Have you seen the recent uh, Ralph Lauren shows? Yes, I have. I think that was, I think I saw the one from last year. Yes. I see. And I also have a friend that has done like their ads, a male model. So so started off like we signed around the same time because I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And he's from Atlanta, Georgia too. So I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's cool yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah manifestation right <laughs> yes we're just totally. putting it out there <laughs> yeah totally well thank you so much reagan for joining the model memos it's been such a fabulous conversation again i look up to you so much i think you're a queen and everything you do and um yeah thank you so much you are so sweet and so kind and thank you for inviting me on here it's been so fun to have a real raw conversation <laughs>